We are coming in hot. The podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you live for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in SAC. Now today, we have a very, very special guest. The owner, the founder of Your Path Affirmed. The Life Guidance Coaching Forum. We got Paige Hurt in the building. What up, Paige? Hey, what's up? How's it going? It's going great. So let's just get right into it. Sounds good. Where are you from, Paige? So even that is an interesting question. That's what's <laughs> up. Let's get it. Um, so I call San Antonio, Texas my home because that's where my family is. It's where I graduated high school, spent a portion of my life, but I actually grew up abroad until I was about 13 years old um, in Okinawa, Japan and okay. Australia until right. I was 13. Until you're 13, you said? So the first time I ever lived in the States was, um, yeah, 1995. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you come from overseas, you land in San Antonio? Yes. My dad was prior Air Force. So. Okay. So a lot of people tend to settle once they retire. Okay. Texas or just San Antonio? Yeah, San Antonio for the most part. Um, you know, big um, Air Force bases out there. Mm-hmm. Joint bases now, Army, all okay. that good stuff. There. So the community there for the uh, military members to transition out is massive. Okay. So, yeah. So how long were you in San Antonio? On and off since 95, there was a period of time when I lived in Japan from 05 to 09 when I actually served in the military. Oh, okay. Air Force. Air Force base as well? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So how did you get to the Air Force base? Was it just, I'm going to follow in my father's footsteps? This is a great path for me. Uh, How, you know, like, how did that all come about? Well, the Air Force, of course, has been a part of my life, my entire life. Um, it was not, I have to be honest, transparent. It wasn't something I ever wanted to really join because mm. um, I felt like, you know, I experienced a lot and I was just kind of ready to just do my own thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wasn't um, I didn't plan like I should have coming out of high school and going into college and. You know, me too, Paige. Uh, you too, you too. <laughs> yeah, so then I, I, real life, I got tired of paying for college out of my pocket. And um, I got tired of being in my parents' house when I was 18, 19 years old. And so I decided to, I like to say that I took a few steps backwards because it wasn't necessarily something I wanted to do, but I felt I had to do it. But with that decision, I grew up really, really fast. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I didn't do what I had to do for college. But this opportunity with the Air Force, I can really excel. And I had a really beautiful um, growth-based career. Mm-hmm. I created a lot of um, a huge network and some people that I met in the military who are like family to me now. So, um, yeah, I served. I did well. And I'm in deep gratitude of everything that I learned. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that are against the military. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people where I know we need the military. Yes. The way the government moves in the military is a little sketch. Yes. So what were some of the things that you saw while you're in the military? Because we're talking about being a female in the military as well, oh, yeah. which yeah. is a whole nother can of worms. So yeah, how? Yeah. I, I know you, you said you had a good experience, but was it yeah. 
different? Did you see any kind of difference between how people treated you as a female, as a black female in the mm-hmm. military, uh, than other males or anybody else? Oh, 100%. You, you see it all the time. Um, that's also how you form like your support group too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a black woman um, in the military, you know, I feel like you really have to start from the, from the ground up. Mm-hmm. You earn your space. You have to, you know, something that I teach my sons is that, you know, you always have to be twice as smart or twice as educated and twice as hardworking than other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that are your peers. And that is probably from the close mindedness of leadership. Mm-hmm. And you just have to, you have to be okay with that. doesn't make it okay, yeah. but you got to figure it out, you know, and there's nothing wrong with a little adversity, you know, you learn a lot from it. Yes. So um, some things that you experience is, like I said, you always have to work hard to be smarter, all those things. Um, you have to, you really do have to be, yourself you have to be authentic to yourself to not sell yourself short to not sell sell anyone out mm-hmm. um even your hair you yeah. know there there's a large um the women um in the military now they just got approved to start wearing like their um their ponytails out and long mm-hmm. right you know and you know if i would have stayed in the air force this year would have been my 19th year in the military okay so just now I've been able to somewhat decently express my hair, oh, you know, wow. having it be restrained back to where it causes headaches and mm-hmm. your hairline recedes and different things like that. So there are things that I had to do to just even still maintain how I wanted to present myself, even just with your hair, yeah. your nails, different things like that. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, the list goes on, but that is, you know, in a nutshell, just some of the the, the things that I experienced briefly with my time. And so even I have friends who are still in the air force and the fact that they have the privilege to wear their hair a little differently. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm winning because I get a witness that, yes. you know, yes. so, well, you're a part of it. So yeah, you should yeah. feel like you won as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And so how long were you in the military? Sorry. The, I think it cut yeah. out. No, you're good. I'm um, seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. And do you retire from the Air Force Base? How, how does that work? Well, so, you know, I didn't retire. Um, I decided to separate. Um, my commitment was six years. I was a six-year university. And when um, my ex-husband and I were getting ready to move back from Japan to San Antonio, um, I decided to extend out so I could get one more year on my enlistment to just kind of transition out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a total of six, uh, seven and a half years. Okay. So we, we talked about some, some negative stuff with the Air Force and the military. What are, what are some of the, because you guys have things on the other end where you could, they pay for school, you got oh. medical, you got yeah. housing benefits, like tell us a little bit about what you use coming out of the military. Cause I don't want to just sit here and bash the military. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. There's, I mean, I feel like there's great things and terrible things about every type of organization yeah. you're attached to, mm-hmm. but we can either focus on the negativity or we can figure out what we're entitled to and take from that. And so one of the great things is when I was in the military, they paid for a hundred percent of my school. So I got all of my, um, my undergrad, my associate, um, 
all paid for by tuition assistance when I was active duty. And then when I decided to get out of the Air Force, I used the Montgomery GI Bill post 9-11 to pay for my master's. Mm -hmm. And I even started a doctorate, which I decided to stop. And I'm dabbling um, with the idea of going into it, but more so a field that I prefer to go to school for now. So definitely the education benefits are a plus. Also, like you um, have brought up, medical Mm -hmm. um, disability is something that a lot of individuals um, who are who have served time don't always get. Mm -hmm. You know, times they they don't tap into those resources like, hey, you go into the military one way. You never leave the military the same way you came in. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's very important to take care of your body, your temple, um, you know, the vessel that we were given to walk this life in. So you got to be aware um, actually a part of my business does cater to veterans. Okay. Um, so I like to help people transition out of the military. A lot of people don't know that the skills and the training that they have, um, every organization is looking for those type of individuals. They even have some organizations that specifically hire military. Mm. So, um, I like to share space with a lot of my clients and translate, um, a lot of their um, job descriptions and performance reports and say, Hey, you know, you could totally do this. Have you ever thought about this? Or if they don't want to do anything that's remotely related to where they were at in the air force or any military branch, what do you want to do? Yeah. Let me help you create your life for you. And that token. Also, did you experience any injuries, Mm -hmm. anything psychological, anything emotional that may have been triggered while you were on active duty, you know? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of meat there um, because I've had a, quite a few friends get out of the military. and It's like, Oh, I'm fine. But that one time they rolled their ankle while they were on active duty. Now they have a pro- problem with it. Mm. And they realize that if, Hey, if this is documented and say, I go to veteran affairs and, um, and they don't give me a rating. Like if it says on there, Hey, ankle injury was zero rating. Zero was still a rating, mm-hmm. but, aggravated you could go back and get payment from when you initially filed so there are just so many things that veterans don't realize um they're entitled to you know yes and it's not and honestly i will tell you that i learned that from my father because my father was um he served 20 years in the air force mm-hmm. and he was basically disabled while he was on active duty mm-hmm. and he has two knee replacements really bad arthritis just all those things. And once I got out of the Air Force and got my rating, he was like, wow, can you help me with mine? Mm-hmm. And help my own father get what he was entitled to for the service that he provided our country. And so those were like building blocks for that part of my business for veterans. Um, but also, you know, medical is expensive. Yes. You know, if you serve time, you know, hey, you got to get what you're due at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know? Yes. yes. Yeah. I truly understand that. That is, that is awesome, Paige. And yeah. so your path affirmed. <laughs> what What is it? How did it come about? You yeah. know, like, where, where are we going with it? So okay. let, let's, let's, let's start with you sitting down, like your path affirmed just pops in your head. What are we doing with it? Well, you know what? It was actually a byproduct of my blog. Uh, I have a blog called The Naked Perspective. Okay. And The Naked Perspective is kind of like, uh, as crazy as it sounds, it is um, a therapy, an open therapy session. You know, a lot of times, you know, people don't know 
where to go with everything they're dealing with. And as I went through my massive healing process these last six to seven years, I realized, man, you know, let me articulate this and put this out there and see who else can can identify with it, mm-hmm. you know. The Naked Perspective um, is biblical-based. I am not a religious person, but I did spend some time in religion. Mm -hmm. I now consider myself um, to just walk with God. I like that. I'm taking that one. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I walk with God. And so um, your path affirmed is a base where I understand that I'm a co-creator with God. Mm -hmm. So anything that I know is for me, is going to be on my path. Mm-hmm. So your path affirmed is like, Hey, you're going to get to your destination. You can go the straight and narrow, or you can take some detours and experience life, but no matter what, you're always going to get to your, to your des- destination. Yes. Yeah. And just trust the process with that, you know? Okay. Yeah. And you know, like when you said that walk with God, like I'm, I'm somebody that kind of struggles with religion myself. You know, mm-hmm. grew up like Roman Catholic, like super Catholic yeah. ha- household. And, <laughs> you know, as, as you know, as the days and the years went on, I was kind of like, you know, I, I just don't get, you know, every Sunday we got to go. We got to do mm-hmm. the whole thing over and, the, you know, the whole year and you, you're just going back yeah. and forth. And, you know, when I got older, I was like, I was like, I, I don't believe in God, but as yeah. I grew, I was like, there has to be somebody above me that, that created something, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I never said like, you know, like I, at first I was like, there's no God. But then as things started happening to me and I started, Hey, there, I need to get out of my own way. And, yeah. you know, I'm somebody that struggled with, uh, still, you know, to this day struggles with alcohol and drugs, things like that. And I I had to give something up to God, you know, Mm -hmm. for me to get sober, for me to be the man that I am today. Uh, The reason I say why I still struggle with is just because you, you know, you can't go back to being a cucumber when you're a pickle. I crossed over into being a pickle, you know? So yeah, so I can't, I can't go back now. So, you know, with, with, with this that you're doing, um, so you saying anybody could get on the blog, start talking, you know, yeah. how long has this been going on, Paige? Oh, I released the blog back in October of 19. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not a very routine person. I, I, I free flow in my life. How, and- how did you, Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I want to ask like, you know, you, when did the, your path affirmed, I know it started with the, um, with the blog. Yes. But you you just start blogging and then people just start coming and like talking. Yeah. Oh, so it was just an organic thing. Oh, you didn't absolutely. even know the, you didn't even know the shit was happening. You just no. like, okay. No, I was just moving and in flow with life and I was just like, okay, bet. I think, you know, I, I think this makes sense for me and this is something that gives me life and I know it's helping other people out. And so, you know, your path affirmed was um it's basically everywhere I've been and a firm understanding and confidence in where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But understanding that what happens today in this present moment is contingent upon, you know, that. Yeah. And so, you know, I tell people all the time that sometimes we get so anxious that 
And the only reason why anxiety is present is because we're either living too far behind us Mm -hmm. or too far ahead of ourselves. And we have so much to just experience in today. Yeah. Like, like let's just stay right here because the past no longer exists. Mm -hmm. And to bring the past into today when it's not even relevant most times. No. And then tomorrow definitely isn't here. So while we thinking so far ahead to where we can't just enjoy being here. Yes. So it's just really, you know, people who are open and mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know, as crazy as it sounds, um, being a life, a creative life guide, I don't go out looking for clients. You know, I trust, I trust the process of life. If somebody is attracted to the light in me and how I move, you know, come walk with me, let's go, let's attack life. Mm-hmm. And not even in a way that I feel is good for you. I'm just a facilitator bringing out everything that you already have. Mm-hmm. So let's go and be patient with yourself. Yeah. Show yourself grace. You know, we get so focused on trying to get somewhere and we arrive and it doesn't feel or feel like anything that we thought it would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go into, um, I was having a conversation with my girl yesterday and I was like, man, I don't ever want to miss out on the process and the opportunity of the present moment again, just because I'm trying to be somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping, dropping knowledge, Paige. Just dropping so much knowledge right now. Like I, I'm just like I, I'm mesmerized right now by oh, by, oh, by these you. jewels. Um, you know, like for for somebody that you know, I'm I'm in the restaurant business, and my life is looking forward. And but yeah. as soon as I like let go, is when I got to where I'm at today. And you know, I always tell. I always tell my uh, staff, like, don't worry about the stuff that happened yesterday. You know, yeah. like, this is a new day. We got to stay right here. We got to stay right now, you know, in, in the moment. And, you know, if something happens, we got to correct it in that moment as well. You know, mm-hmm. we can't just keep going day after day. If we got somebody that's cause, causing a ripple and, you know, in the kitchen, we got we to gotta take care of it today. Why are we yeah. waiting until tomorrow? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But mm-hmm. if we sit somebody down today, tell them, hey, this is what happened, then they know in mm-hmm. actual time how to move. You know, yeah. like, okay, I can't do this no more. So let me, you know, like, let me get on the right path. And what you're saying, is, you know, that's just a little small part of what mm-hmm. I go through. But no, no that, uh, that's, that's, huge. that's great. That's yes. actually huge because a lot of people are afraid of confrontation, you know, mm-hmm. and it, cause you don't want to make somebody feel some kind of way. And the reality is, is like, Hey, I care and respect you enough to make you aware of what's going on now. Because if you do, if you don't correct it, they're going to continue to do more things, which is going to cause more of a setback long-term. So you having correcting it in that moment is big picture thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I, if I do this now, I can handle it now. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That that creates more team cohesion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That creates, hey, I can say with my chest and know that you're going to adjust. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, there's a lot of things there. So that's great. I don't think that's small at all. I think that's amazing. Well, thank you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you, your life guidance, you're yes. not a life coach. Oh, what's the difference? That. What's the difference? 
because I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but let's dig in a little bit deeper. Life guidance is what you do. Life coach is what they do. Exactly. What's the difference, Paige? So coaching is some, it's just a a title that I've never identified with, you know, Um, even growing up as an athlete, I played soccer most of my life. I ran track, Um, depending on what we know as those titles and how we define those titles is how we're going to automatically operate in. Right. So I'm not the kind of individual that wants somebody to depend on me. You know, I want you to rely solely on yourself. I need you to pull from everything that you're already equipped with and be confident in everything. So when I say guide, like I said earlier, I'm just kind of walking, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know, I might just be on your path. It may not even be for a lifetime. It may just be for this one little conversation in this lesson. Mm-hmm. Or who knows? We could be walking hand in hand and equal to one another. And that's the biggest thing. Like, I don't ever want people to think that they have all this work to do. Mm-hmm. You don't. You just have to acknowledge, operate in that energy, and then you ascend. And those opportunities will come your way to be and feel exactly um, who you want to be. And you know, feel the way you need to feel in your life to be content with it. Mm -hmm. So guidance for me is more so, like I said earlier, I touched on it a bit earlier about being a facilitator. Like I'm just kind of out here to ask these thought provoking questions so that you can figure it out because you got it. You know, he's patient with yourself. And um, I think I mentioned it earlier, um, not in this conversation, but um, in the email, I said that um, my mantra, my life mantra is, to be guided back to yourself and only for yourself. Uh, At the end of the day, all we have is us, you know, Um, and that's not a bad thing. So many people think they need so many other connections external to us, but we're really walking this life out within ourselves. And there's this reel I watched a while ago and I bring this reel up often because it just did so much for my soul. in there, they were talking about how we are the main character in our own life story. Mm-hmm. I've seen so, that one. Yep. Yeah, you saw that. It's dope, that right? Yep. And so when I thought about that, I thought about, you know, being a child and like you, you know, my walk with God, I was hardcore um, Catholic. My mom's from the Philippines. So that's usually like the primary um, belief system, right? Mm-hmm. And I had my first trauma. I was, um, this may be a little deep, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm here hard- for I was molested when I was 10 years old Mm. and I did everything right in terms of, you know, talking to my parents about it, letting them know what happened and um, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. They didn't, they didn't protect me. And it's because of the the lack of confrontation, you know, to me growing up, I understood that peace was just making sure that nothing, you know, changes when I was suffering. Mm -hmm. And much older, you know, as an adult, I learned that sometimes you got to fight for your peace. Yes. And so, you know, I went through that trauma. And then I remember being so inquisitive and just asking my parents like a million questions. Mm-hmm. Well, is, is there a God? Why would God allow this to happen to me? Mm-hmm. I did everything right. Who's, who's supposed to protect me? I told you guys and nothing happened. I'm sitting here on this Air Force base as a child watching this man who violated me walk walk around like nothing happened so this is an older man or was it somebody around you saying it was an older man it was an adult it was an adult oh and um i was 10 when it happened and 
And at that point, I realized that, you know, ain't nobody going to protect me like me. Mm-hmm. But I need something to lean on that is bigger than me, that is greater than me. And so my parents just didn't know, you know, how to adjust to that. So they just dropped me off at church. Mm-hmm. And that's when my freedom walk started in God. That's when I dabbled in all types of religions. I dabbled in Catholicism, hardcore Baptist, Protestant, non-denominational until I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and walk with God and see how that feels. Yes. You know, and I, like I said, I spent a long time in religion. So God's word is written on my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't read it every day to reflect on it, but every time I need it, it's brought to my remembrance and thank God for Google. Cause I could go figure out what scripture it is I need to go reference and it comes up, you know what I mean? So, um, so I, I learned that my walk with God was pivotal in order for me to be, to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And I love, if my parents did anything right, it was the fact that they allowed me to, to figure out my own salvation, you know, my own, who my savior was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did that right. And also I want to touch on something else with my parents. Um, I love them. I don't have a very um, deep relationship with them, but they did everything that I needed to be who I am. Hell yeah. And for that, I have deep gratitude. <laughs> I am the same exact way with my parents. So crazy. Like, um, you know, my me and my parents, we're really surface, you know, like we're, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, um, just recently with with my pops, he was actually on the pod and my mom this last year. And oh, wow. it was it was probably the most <laughs> I've ever heard about like their background. You know, it just <laughs> and you know, like I asked the questions, but I just never did before. You know, mm-hmm. it was just one of those things. But when you just said they got you to where you needed to be so you could take the next steps in life. That's exactly what my parents did. I had a house. I had a roof over my head. I had clothes. I had (laughs) shoes. I had food, you know, and then everything else I had to take care of, you know, but at the end of the day, I don't know if this happened with you, Paige, when you go back to them, you kind of just talked about when you're 10 years old and you got molested on the Air Force base. But this is this is me. When I go to my parents and I'm like, I did X, Y, and Z when I was 19, or they'll be like, no, nah, you did it. No, nah, nah, there's no way you could. Like, mm-hmm. this is my story, you know? Like, I'm just trying to tell you this is how I was. You know, like, this is what I was going through at the time. Did you, mm-hmm. do you have that same, those same kind of things as you grew up, you tried to go back and be like, Hey, you know, like, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I did this. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, it's definitely because I wanted more from my parents. I definitely went back and tried to open up that wound, mm-hmm. you know, because I wanted, I didn't, I don't want to walk in life. Um, with resentment towards anyone. Mm-hmm. Life is too short. I'm all about forgiveness. I'm all about, you know, walking away if a relationship becomes too toxic. And I actually had to do that. When I got divorced, I didn't have the emotional support that I would have wanted from my parents. But then you think about it, it's like if they had it to give, they would have given it to me. Mm. 
they didn't have it. And I remember talking to one of my girlfriends about this. It was back in 2019 and I actually wrote a blog post on my parents and it was called um, Rebuilding Burnt Bridges. And uh, (laughs) I am huge on uh, repairing if it's possible, Mm -hmm. you know, and not just for me, for them, you know? And so my girl, she's, she's a Buddhist and she, um, it was actually the first time I ever met her. And she was like, well, you know, the Buddhists believe that we choose our parents to teach us the lessons that we need to learn in this life. And that like, that altered my perception of them. That was the first time I saw my parents as human beings and not as my parents. Mm-hmm. And it was very important for me, God saw that it was important for me to see the fact that I had to go back and think about the conditions that they grew up in and what they didn't give, get from their parents. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about all the things that they've been through, the things I do know about what they've been through, I'm like, man, they, they, they actually gave me a lot. You know, they, they gave me a lot. How can I be mad at them? Mm-hmm. And even my own conditioning growing up and looking at my other, my friend's parents and like, Oh, they're doing all this now. Why can't you do this? Mm. If they had it, they would have. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I totally, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Woo. So yeah, I do go back. I remember I actually confronted my parents about um, what happened to me as a child and my mom, Oh, you know, your father, you know, you know how he is. But I'm like, but where's your responsibility in it? Yeah. And my father, oh, I don't remember. And then I realized that you can't have conversations with people who are unwilling to have conversations. Yes. For what? They ain't ready. Yep. They haven't acknowledged that it happened. If anything, they try to hope I didn't remember. Mm. My old don't remember, always remember every damn thing that happened to me. <laughs> well, first of all, yeah. I remember I did, you know, it yeah, was that yeah, yeah. thing. And I realized that I was keeping them in a space that they regretted, but they didn't know how to say sorry. Yeah. And I also have to understand, had to understand that they each have their own walk with God and their own process. Mm-hmm. And I remember even my father telling me one time, uh, <laughs> he was like, I don't even know how you turned out the way you did because I didn't give you any of that. <laughs> 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 so, so I came back with, well, you know, dad, I learned what not to do from you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, kind of like, <laughs> that's kind of like our dynamic now. Like yeah. I know that, that my father lives in a, God bless him. I know that my father lives in a place of such unforgiveness and regret towards me that he doesn't even call me anymore. The only time I talk to my father is when I call him. Mm-hmm. That's between him and God. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Yep. I my dad. I was like, I forgave you forever ago. So when we going to work, when we going to have this relationship? Wow. No. <laughs> I, I could never, and I'm, I'm sorry to go off topic here, but my daughter is my life. Like yeah. I love her so goddamn much. Like it's, I, I like what she'll like go away with the grandparents for a weekend. And I just feel like a void, 
you know, like, I'll just like, I'll come, go pick her up, you know, and then, yeah. you know, she gets around and starts running all over the place. And I'm like, I should have left you there. <laughs> but uh, she, she's my heart, you know, like, I, I only have one, I have a stepson, but I only have one daughter and, you know, beautiful. like, oh my God. Um, no, that's beautiful. Um, what I love about that is that you were truly the first example of a man in her life. Yeah. And that's sacred. And you're protecting that. Yeah. You know, that, that's beautiful. And then I she love messed it. around a couple of weeks ago and said she wanted to be a chef. I was like, no, I'm doing, <laughs> I, I did all this so you don't have to do it. She's, she's five. She's five. So <laughs> I, I'm always like, what do you want to be? You want to be a doctor? You want to be a, you know, like, what do you want to be? You know, uh, I want to be a chef like you. I want to cook. I'm like, oh. It's too, too much. It's too much. <laughs> you gotta let, you know, it's so funny. Like, so I don't know if you know this. I have three sons. Oh, okay. 15, 13, and um, nine. Ooh. Yeah. You don't have yeah. no food in that house. Man, listen. <laughs> like, didn't we just go get groceries? I'm like, I'm like, you know, and I'm divorced, you know. <laughs> I got a single income household. Bless uh-huh. God, I got it. But, you know, like, you I'm over like, at Costco hey. twice a week. <laughs> okay, I mean, why didn't renew my membership? <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, there are a lot. But, um, you know, with my sons, and they're all so different. Mm-hmm. But I always try to teach them that, you know, your differences are a beautiful thing because each of you, need what the other one has, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And um, I'm huge into exposing them into everything. I'm like, well, let's try this. Let's try that. But then also understanding that as men, especially young black men, you know, they need to figure out what they want for themselves and pursue that. And I mm-hmm. want them to, to have those challenges with me. So yes. I can see the level of resili- resiliency mm-hmm. and how they're going to adjust to adversity. Mm-hmm. So I let them pursue whatever they want. Yes. You know, um, I remember my oldest son, uh, he don't hate me if he ever hears this. But... <laughs> don't worry. Nobody listens to this. So yeah, you're good. No, he, I so I was like, <laughs> I told him, I was like, hey man, you're athletic, but you're not an athlete. Okay. Mm. You don't have that grit. You don't have that desire. You don't have that love for it. Mm-hmm. Right. His name is Iris. And I'm pretty athletic, you know, for the most part. Like, I still run with them. I could, you know, keep up with them. I could beat two of them. Simeon and I, my middle son, him and I are like twins. So we're always battling. <laughs> like, last year, um, we decided to train for a half marathon. Okay. And we run it. And he was my pacer. And then there's moments when I pace him. So we're very much alike. But my oldest son, Tyrus, he was like, yeah, I think I want to play tennis. And I was like, Man, you like 15. You, I mean, you trying to do it for fun? You trying to do it for like what? Like, what are you doing? You literally know athletes are like they get trainers at like three now. And you know, they've been in the game for like for like 12 years at that point, you know? So, <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me go get some tennis rackets and some balls and we'll go hit it. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm doing better than you, then that's a problem. Because yeah. I don't ever play tennis. <laughs> so I even gave him, and I was, I was kicking his ass you know I really was and um I told him I was like well if you're really serious about this go get you a coach you have a phone go look somebody up 
and we'll see how you how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. I did that, so I'm like, that's the grit I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't got it. If you really want it, then you will go figure that out. And you're a young man. I'm not going to be holding your hand through your life. Yes, you know, I'm, I can't. I would be crippling you long term if I did that. Tell my son that every single day, dude. Like you gotta, you gotta figure it out, man. Because I could tell you, you know, but you gotta get out there and you gotta live as a black man in America. You know, like I'm, I'm out here doing the same thing that you, you gonna have to do. You know, like, and he's just, he's one of those children that very smart kid. You know, very different from me. Like I had to work my ass off to get grades to play sports. He's just one of those kids, you know, read a couple things and get the age. You know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, you, you got it. You know, like if you just pursued whatever you want to do, you know, like uh, he was really into YouTube for a minute. But just like your older son, I was like, all right, do your YouTube channel. Let's let's, you know, like tell me what you want to do. I can help you out. I got you know, I got a social media team. I got stuff that can help you with it, yeah. but you got to tell me what you want to do with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause I don't know anything about, that's why I have a social media team because I don't have the time to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, he never did it. And you know, like, this is one of those things. Like now he, he's really into video games. I'm like, you can be that person that does a video game like this. You know that, right? Yeah. But you got to put the work in. I've already put the work in. I've you know, I've been cooking, you know, for 21 years now. You know, I put the work in and now I got a business that I have to run. I can't yeah, be running it. what you you want to do too, you know. Like if if I if I put my head to it, I'm sure I could figure out social media everything, but I ain't got the time cuz I got a family to feed. <laughs> so I hear that more than more than you know. Trust yes, me. Yes. So you know, all this stuff that you know, like we've been talking about, it is it's all mental health. You know, yeah. it's all helping your mental health. What what are you just doing the self affirmations every day? Is that how you get through the day? Like, what are some of the things that you do? It's, you know, you're guiding other people's lives. How do you guide your life, Paige? Oh man. Well, first of all, I have to be open. Um, being open is the biggest thing. Um, I'm not a routine person when it comes to prayer, meditation and things like that. Like I obey where I'm at in each moment. Right. Mm -hmm. So for instance, when I wake up in the morning, the first hour is probably me staring at the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) No phones, no phones. No staring at the ceiling. All right. I, I think about how I want to feel in that day, you know, like I don't rise and get out of my bed until I have a firm understanding of how I want to cultivate whatever it is in my day, um, before I get out of my bed. Okay. I, I, I think, you know, God, source universe, whoever you want to refer to the higher being as, first of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity for life again today. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that is verbalized or just thought about in my mind, I believe that prayer is just constant communication. It is not something that is a ritual. Mm -hmm. I feel um, when it comes to meditations, I live in a meditative state. Sounds crazy, but I do. I, uh, I'm always in thought, you know, at first I thought I was, um, 
kind of um, introverted. And my best friend, she was like, well, no, you, you extroverted as hell. Like for real, you social. (laughs) But she was like, because, but you're so introspective that it may be a little, it may seem a little introverted. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I like to be in my head and I like my head. I like the space I've created in my mind when it comes to mental health, because I know how to be on my own. I know um, that it's a process of being uncomfortable with that. There were so many moments in my life where I was always reaching for external connections in order for me to be validated or feel better about myself when maybe that the point of that day was for me to be low, you know? Mm. And that's what life is. Life is, we always think that, that life is supposed to be lived on this, plas- on this platform of being high vibrational. That's not life. Mm -hmm. Even if you look at it from a biblical perspective, the book of Ecclesiastes talks about, you know, there's a time for everything in life, a time to be born, a time to die, a time this and a time that. And once I understood the design for life, I know that there are going to be those hard moments. But I also know that I'm equipped to handle those hard moments. And every, just like every great moment subsides, every hard moment is also going to subside. But you got to be okay with that. Yes. It's a process. It's not something that you're going to learn overnight. You might have many learning opportunities with the same exact situation. But just understanding that how to compartmentalize, how to place those things where they need to be placed and not carry them in, into today, to not allow it to affect you is what, what it really is. And um, I remember um, I had this video, it was on my social media from about a year ago. And I remember I would wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to have a great day. And this is going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And it seemed like everything in that day was like testing me. You know, it was <laughs> like, oh, you got a flat tire. Now you got to go get air. Oh, you know, um, your doctor's running late for your appointment. Mm-hmm. Oh, the line is too long. I can't get anything that I want to eat because I got to get back to work at a certain time. Like all these things kept happening. And then I had to realize, like, why do I even look at that as bad? Mm-hmm. What is bad? What is negative? What is a good day? Just because everything feels good, does it really mean it's a good day? When the reality is those tough moments are actually really good for you. Yes. They're foundational and pivotal for your next step. So um, mental health, a lot of different things that I know I keep circling back around to that. I want to make sure I don't go off on a tangent, but um, <laughs> you're good. I'm good. Okay, great. <laughs> So there's, there's a lot of things. Um, I believe that it's important to withdraw. So meditation is something that I do, um, whether I'm walking around and living in a meditative state, or I take some time out to actually close my eyes and just focus on my breath. I do those things. Um, I do everything from yoga to boxing. Mm. I just flew in from Denver, seeing my high school friend Mm -hmm. uh, this past week. And we boxed twice. Felt like I was going to die each time, but it was <laughs> it was necessary, you know. And then I turn around on Sunday and go to self care Sunday, and I'm doing yoga yeah. and breath work. Mm-hmm. So it is like tapping into so many things that will add value, and not thinking that oh, just because. And I also lift and run, so mm-hmm. I do everything because I know that I'm going to get some type of value added to me if I am open to everything. Yeah. You know, there's more ways to get everywhere. And that's kind of how I look at mental health, um, whether it is affirmations, whether it is talking to a friend, whether it is me 
screaming because I need to release something. Mm. You know, if I have to blog real quick, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's, there's so many different ways that we can maneuver in life and there's nothing that's wrong or right. Yeah. You know, just what are you open to? Nah, that's... (laughs) Dropping, <laughs> dropping jewels page. Oh, hey. <laughs> now nah, my, my wife, she just got me into screaming into the pillow. She was like, she, she had some shit going on and she was like, I just need to scream in the pillow. And then I was mm-hmm. like, you know, like I had a few bad weeks back, you know, employee shit. Um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, she was, she told me that and I just tried it. I was like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so. But um yeah. you, you mentioned a little bit about self care Sundays. Yeah, we had Nicole on last week. Yeah. What what's your part of self care Sundays? Because um I, I still need to get down there one of these weeks when I mm-hmm. when I have some kind of time. But uh what what do you do at the events and how did you become a part of self care Sundays? Well, you know it's interesting. Um my friend Bernadette, she's like my big sister. And um, I moved to, so first of all, I moved to Sacramento for my son to play basketball. Mm. And it's Which crazy. Which one is this? The oldest one? Dang, <laughs> that, it's not athletic. Nah, it ain't him. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know if I'd move for him. <laughs> I take him with me, though. Yeah, and there I, you go. Whatever he needs. Bless his heart. You know, nice like, up. He's hearing it out, though. I'm proud of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's for my son, Simeon. My son, Simeon, basically came out the womb wanting to play basketball. All right. And he has always had that grit. Like, he's that kid that would outwork anyone, mm-hmm. regardless of how old mm-hmm. the kid is. Like, he just turned 13, and um, he doesn't mind going one-on-one with adults. Nice. <laughs> you know, nice. he, has, he has that grit, and he's open, and he knows it's a process. And I always tell him to, you know – pace himself because you're going to have a long career. Yep. You're just getting started, man. You ain't even started really. Mm-hmm. And so I moved here. Um, the reason why I brought that up is because that's how I met Bernadette because our sons play on. Um, they're within that program. Okay. And together and stuff. And so one day she's like, oh, look, we don't have the boys. Let's go to the self-care Sunday. And I'm like, okay, bet. pull up. Let's go. Yeah. And um, that's when I first met Nicole. Okay. And Nicole just, you know, she is this um, beautiful soul. She and, is. I get you know, this. Uh, she approached me one day to, um, I went to the self-care Sunday. It was amazing. We did um, so many dope things there. We had like a light hit workout and then we did some painting, you know, just all these things that, you know, we lose sight of, mm-hmm. especially when we start adulting and we have kids and different things like that. And um, I just loved the whole concept. And then Nicole reached out to me and I worked on one of her projects with her mm-hmm. and her and I have, have just been, you know, walking in life together, hand in hand. And I don't have a particular role with self-care Sunday, but I heavily promote it. I mm-hmm. brought a lot of people to it because I know what it did for me. Okay. And, um, you know, when I started my self, self-love, self-care journey, it is something that starts from, it's the acknowledgement internally because everything within us begins on the insides, right? Mm-hmm. We realize that we're not in alignment, mm-hmm. like this doesn't feel good or, some bullshit or whatever it is, you know, like something's got to change, you know, and naturally as human beings, we acknowledge it internally. And then we look externally to us to try to add these things that help us feel good. Right. 
And so I remember um, self-care. I remember I was like 34 and I've never had a facial before. Mm. Why have I not taken care of the skin I'm in? Like, what am I doing? And so I reached out to my girl Morgan, who is in light and beauty out here in Sacramento. And she is amazing. If you need a facial, she is amazing. Okay. Maddie or Maurisha, right? But um, so I'm saying all that to say that there were all these things external to us that we were like, okay, this makes sense. I need to add this to my routine. I need to add this to my life. And self-care Sunday does do that. It, it steers you in a way to where it's like, you know, let me take some time out for me. Let me be in my headspace. Let me go, you know, um, go get some of these crystals that are dope that protects my energy. Or, you know what, when was the last time I bought myself a new pair of sunglasses? Or, you know what, let's go get these mimosas over here. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever it is, like no one can tell you how to take care of yourself but you. Yep. But it all starts with you getting out and connecting with people and seeing how people move in life to where it's like, yo, I could use that, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. And I believe that connection is the most important thing in this life. Mm-hmm. We never get anywhere on our own, right? Yep. And so that self-care Sundays provides connection network yeah. in order to be reconnected to yourself, which is, of course, like my mantra, like I said earlier, to be guided back to yourself and only for yourself. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, we're we're getting close to the end here. Um, you, you down to play a couple games? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little scared, but I'm down. Yeah, no, nah, it's just top five. It's top five, but it's geared towards you. All okay, right. Good. So, top five mantras or life quotes. Ooh, okay. So, I actually just got um, a quote tatted on my leg. Okay. It is. Um, Maya Angelou, Um, I have this statement, kind of like, I guess you could call it reference as a hashtag. I say Maya raised me. Um, There was a lot of her readings that I really dived into when I was a child, especially with the childhood that I had. Um, She helped me connect to myself as a child. And so the quote is, a woman in harmony with her spirit is like a river flowing. She goes where she will without pretense and arrives at her destination, prepared to be herself and only herself. Nice. Nice. My next one, as you can see, I have a million tattoos. I'm sleeved out. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, have this quote on my bicep and it says, um, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Mm, I like that. And that was from this, um, when I was heavy in religion, there was this um, evangelist named Ollie Lit, and she was just this like this force to be reckoned with. And I just used to wait on every one of her words and I applied them to my life. So that's where that one came from. Okay. Um, I have abide in me tatted across my chest. Um, what was that? Abide in me. Abide in you. Abide. Abide. Okay. Abide. Okay. And it's over actually over my heart. And that is actually um, a scripture reference because I want to say it's in the book of Peter. I could be wrong, but um, where God talks about, hey, if you abide in me, I'm always going to abide in you. Nice. Love it. And um, let's see here. There was this quote I sent my friend earlier and then uh, it's just, I freestyled it. And God doesn't allow things to happen to us. He allows them to happen for us. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is the best top five of all time. All right. Yeah. All right. You got one more. Oh, one more. Okay. Let me go to one of my personal quotes that I wrote. Um, let's see here. So I am writing a book, like I said earlier, and it is kind of like, um, it's a, there's affirmations. There's going to be introspective thoughts. Just It's a very fruitful book. Okay. So it's um, real conversations are like outwardly spoken prayers. They are vulnerable, raw, and naked. The intentions behind the words we speak create. There you go. <laughs> you, you killed that one. All right. <laughs> top five. Uh, top five things someone should do daily to affirm their love for themselves. Ooh, top. Uh, repeat that one more time. I want to make right. sure. <laughs> so, okay. All right, we'll just do five. My producer, she worded this all weird. All right, <laughs> five <laughs> things people should do to affirm their loves for themselves. Their loves for themselves. Yeah, five things they should do daily. Ooh, okay. So first thing is accept yourself. Okay. You have to, um, you have to love where you're at in order to create where you're going. You have to, you know, um, you have to also understand that life is a process. There you go. you're not going to get there. To, you're not going to get there um, by hating where you're at. Again, um, you just got to understand that it's part of where you're going. You got to tell that to the kids every day. I, I'm with you on that one. No, calm your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say this because we all face some type of challenges and I'm going to, um, you know, bring back what we were talking about with our parents earlier. Um, this is something that I share with my sons all the time. Um, if you can overcome the adversity of a parent, you can overcome anything. There you go. Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that is, um, a life work, right? Yes. Um, Let's see here. Got one more. Okay. Huh. Okay. One more, one more, one more. Growth um, provides the freedom to continuously outgrow. Ooh. Ooh. That's one of my quotes. All and, right. <laughs> and I say that, and the reason why I say that is because um, it's very important that you got to be okay with growing and outgrowing people. Thing, um, jobs, you know, whatever it is, you got to be okay with that because life life is for living. Yep, you got to live in order more. If order you receive more, you got to let go. Yep, you got to get up. (laughs) You got to live your life for yourself to make anybody outside of you better. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're not sitting here and you know taking care of yourself, how are you going to take care of anybody else? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that that common saying: you can't pour from an empty cup. Yep. yep. You, you can like, I mean, I'm sure you have, especially with the business that you're in. You're going, going, going. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when is the time that I take for myself to withdraw, to affirm myself, to to 
to, you know, make sure that my cup is overflowing so that I have stuff to give. <laughs> Struggle with that daily page. All right. So we at the end here. So at the end of the show, we come in hot. So <laughs> my, anything you want to get off your chest, it could be it, it, stuff that we've been talking about today. It could be something totally different. It could be political. It could be <laughs> self-care. It could be something funny. So yeah. the, our page hurt. It <laughs> is time to come in hot. What you got, Paige? Oh, man. Um, just be okay with just being. Just be. You don't have to get anywhere other than where you are right now. Be present, be content, and be patient with yourself. That's hot. Thank you. Deep gratitude. That's scorching right there. So go ahead, plug everything you got to plug, website, blog, book. This is the time. Do it. For sure, for sure. So if you have an Instagram account, you can follow me at I am page hurt underscore the number one. Uh, my um, website is I am page hurt dot squarespace dot com. On there, you will find my blog. Since I am a creative life guide, there is also um, an opportunity to put in a consultation with me. I would love to share space with you. I would love to help you attack life. I would like to help you just be. So you from that space of being, you can create. I might be in there soon. Oh, that come through. <laughs> I appreciate you. No, really, what you're doing out here and just um, being able to have a, a, a space with you on this forum is, is humbling. I look forward to growing a connection with you. Thank you. All right, so this is Chef C's coming in hot. Make sure you subscribe to anywhere that you listen to your fi- uh, podcast. Don't forget to check out our YouTube page, and you can also holler directly to me at Chef C's. You can come get those delicious mouth-watering hot chicken sandwiches, www.nashandproper.com, at nashandproper, at nashandproper.eg to go to our new Elk Grove location. Thank you, Paige Hurt. Really appreciate you for coming through. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Love y'all.